Hello and welcome to Called Bank Sports. Well, I don't think that that was the game any of us were hoping for. Um, in the slightest bit. Especially after an absolutely dominant second quarter. Going into the third quarter with a 22 point lead. Donovan hitting that deep shot to go up 25. Um, to have that all turn around and lose by 12. To have there be a 37 point swing in the matter of, you know, less than 24 minutes was not what any of us wanted to see. Um, and again, the jazz ended up losing a game. I feel like what they've really lost the last few games on is two point shots. Um, the Clippers made six more shots, took four, um, took five less threes, made one less than the jazz and some more layups had went. I think we're looking at a different game here, but that's not what happened. And what I really felt like I saw these last few games is just the Jazz's lack of depth. And obviously, um, they, they were one of the deeper teams, but the Clippers are a very deep team. And when you have Mike Conley, who didn't play the first five games of the series, when you have Donovan Mitchell, who's been playing on a bum ankle since game three, and just seeing them not being able to finish them, um, the, the Jazz only won one third quarter. Um, and maybe tech, not technically, but there's only one third quarter worth talking about this series for the Jazz. And that was game one when they had their amazing comeback. Game two, they had a big lead and almost lost it. They lost it here in game six. Um, games, game three was kind of close, if I remember. I could be wrong, but games four and five were, were not. And apologies to all of the clip people who predicted Clippers in six, even after game one, who I thought was, who I thought were crazy. So, um, definitely just really disappointing right now. I will get into the game a bit and get to the chat here for everyone who's watching live. Dale and I will be doing an, um, an episode tomorrow morning to get more in depth where we think it's going to go. I, I remember saying, I believe it was at the beginning of the season that the season would be a disappointment, um, and a, a failure for the jazz if they did not make it to game seven of the second round. And I do definitely feel that way. Um, while obviously there was a lot of exhaustion in the second half, I still feel like there are things that they should have been able to do to pull this out and they didn't. Um, and again, it's a, what would have, what could have been if Mike Conley didn't get hurt. If the jazz had one game one in that Memphis series, maybe swept. Um, if Donovan doesn't get hurt this series and we're at full health, now there's the what if on the other end for the Clippers that I'm not going to take away where what if Serge Ibaka um, gets to play the series? Um, what if they get more rest coming into it? What if Kawhi Leonard doesn't get hurt? Like there are what ifs there that definitely give them a better chance to win. Um, since if we're saying what if the Jazz were entirely healthy, we do have to say what if the Clippers were, in, were entirely healthy. So just a really disappointing way to end the season. The Clippers are a good team. Um, I do believe this series should have went to at least seven. And again, it's a what could have been, but the Jazz are a good team and they definitely had chances for there not to be what could have been what could have been this series. Um, points in the paint, the Clippers barely outscored the Jazz, 42-40. to 40. Um, Jazz had three more fouls than the Clippers. Um, assists, Clippers had eight more assists. The Jazz had 17 turnovers to eight um, points. And the Clippers had 31 points off of turnovers. So it is kind of fitting. Um, most of those, I'm sure, came in transition for the thing that Dale and I frequently mentioned this year. Turnovers, 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 turnovers to be what sealed the fate. Those transition twos won the game for the, um, 
won the game for the Clippers. And there's more to it than that. That's a really simplistic view, but I mean, that's, that's kind of my takeaway. If you get rid of those transition points, it's a much different game and it's in favor of the jazz. They had, they've had some of their worst defensive performances of the year um, in this series against the Clippers. And while I will not say that um, Rudy Gobert was played off the floor in other playoff series, I feel like that's just kind of people who didn't really watch the games and, I would need to go back, you know, and do some more in-depth analysis, but that's my feelings. Um, the way the Clippers were able to play small was very concerning for Rudy Gobert um, and his value on the team. Like, obviously, he's not going to be traded anytime soon. The Jazz are going to have to figure a way to work this out. And again, you know, if Donovan's not hurt, he's able to do a much better job on defense, though he did put a lot of heart into it. So Jazz are going to have to take a look at how do we face small ball lineups because if you end up playing those in the playoffs you know you can't just take a few L's throughout the season you have to be able to win four games out of a seven game series to um advance like you've got to be able to do that the Jazz are going to have to look and say what do we do if Donovan or Mike is hurt um how do we get more depth Mia Oni was pretty much the depth the Jazz had and wasn't enough I love Mia Oni but he was not ready for this moment and Terrence, Terrence Mann shout out to him tonight he had an absolutely great year. Um, I just glanced in the chat and uh, the comment I saw off the top of my head that I um, was Donovan needs help. And he does, but this is the most help Donovan's had in a long time. Um, Donovan obviously needs to get better as a player. He's amazing, but there's still the sky's the limit with him. He can still improve significantly. But man, the real question is if, if your backups are Joe um, and George and Derek, um, what are you going to be able to pull off with, you know, those like three players? Obviously, no one's going to question, question Jordan. Um, Royce has always struggled towards the, in the second half of the season on three point shooting. His legs just kind of disappear. And well, he definitely had some big shots today and I'm not looking at the box score right now to see his specific score. Um, we, you need more from Royce and, I think those are pretty much the four spots everyone would kind of agree needs an upgrade. Like Bojan, I think, is going to come back and have a much better year next year. There's a lot of concern with Mike and what's up with his hamstring. And I think that's why you don't want to pay him a lot is his hamstring. But he got it. he's coming off his first all-star appearance. He's coming off one of the best seasons of his career. So you like really just need Mike. And my question is, is who do you replace him with? Because... If you think 30, 30 million is too much for Mike, like, do you want to pick up Kemba Walker's contract for the next two years from Oklahoma City? I don't, I don't think you do. I definitely don't want to. So there's a lot of questions going into the offseason moving forward. Um, what we do know for sure, I mean, is we know that we're going to have Donovan. We're going to have Rudy. We're going to have Coach Quinn Snyder. Nobody in the front office is getting fired this year. And I mean, I'm, I totally left off like seven, eight other players. Like we're keeping Donovan. We're keeping Rudy. We're keeping Jordan. Like we're keeping most of our, um, most of our core because, well, the Jazz are keeping most of their core because what the Jazz do is they do not overreact. And right now what a lot of fans want the Jazz to do is overreact. Um, and I don't know what the right reactions are. Dale and I are going to be getting into that over the pos over the, um, your off season here. So if you guys want to leave a um, subscribe wherever you're watching, like we're going to keep talking about it. So, and that's going to start tomorrow morning. So stay tuned for our, um, po for our podcast tomorrow afternoon. Uh, just quickly running through 
Royce O'Neal had 21 points on four of six from three, um, eight for 12 from the field. Bojan, four of eight from three, five of 11 from the field for 14 points. Like, you might want more than him, but his shooting stats are awesome. Um, Rudy Gobert, five of six from the field, two for four from the line. Again, you'd like him to make those free throws, but like that's only two points off the board. Um, Mike Conley, one for six from three, one for eight from the field, five points because of a couple he got at the line. Um, Donovan Mitchell played his heart out, and he had a he, his second half made his um, line look a lot more inefficient than the first half was. 12 for 27, so under 50%. 9 for 15 from 3, so that's awesome. Um, 6 for 9 from the line. Um, 9 rebounds, 9 assists, so he almost got a triple-double there. Um, 2 turnovers. Mike Conley had the most turnovers. So I really do believe that the reason why the Jazz played so much better in the first half is because Mike Conley was there and allowed Joe to play in the second unit. But Mike Conley's line, um, you wish it was better. You know, 1 for 8, 6 turnovers, um... Minus eight, like, just wish it was better. And Gobert, even though his line looks good, was minus 24. Um, worst plus minus for the Jazz. Ingles, I made the comment about him being in the second unit, which is great and helped the Jazz out a lot. But he was minus 18 for five points. One for three from three. Two for four from the field. Just, we needed a better performance from Mike Conley. Um, a better performance from Joe Ingles. And it's hard to say that when you have as many players in double digits as you do, and you had Royce go off for 21. Like, I don't like saying these things, but we needed a near-perfect game to win this, and we didn't get it because when you have Terrence Mann go off for 39, Paul George off for 28, Reggie Jackson for 27, ba um, Batum for 16, and Beverly for 12 off the bench, like, they won the game. They played a lot better. Their worst... um. You know, you had Rondo minus 11. Everyone else is obviously, and Kennard minus five, but everyone else is in the positive. So Jazz um, weren't the better team when it came to finishing it, finishing out. And hopefully this next year, we're not going to have the injury issues. The Jazz aren't going to have the injury issues that they did um, in the playoffs and down the stretch. But they were one of the healthier teams all year. So things are going to get back to normal. Um, I'm going to be 100% honest. As a Jazz fan, I don't want to see Gobert go and play in the Olympics. I don't want to see Donovan go. I don't want to see um, Bojan go. I don't want to see Joe go. I just want to see the players get some rest and come into the next season as good as they can. Um, but there's a lot to learn. Um, it's going to be rough. Like, you know, this next year, there's a lot of expectations still. And to see, like, I think the big, the only contract I'm aware of go um, – Coming up is Mike Conley, and I think the Jazz are going to re-sign him. How much, I don't know, but there's a lot to know, and we're going to keep talking about it here on Call Bank Sports. Um, Call Bank Sports. Sorry for kind of the melancholy. Um, if you're watching um, not on YouTube, then come over to YouTube, and you can join the live chat. But thanks so much for watching. Leave a like, follow, subscribe, comment, and going to get going here with the live chat here in a second on YouTube. So thanks so much for watching. Okay, so let's get to the chat. Let's keep the chat going, see how things are. Um, not super excited here. I'm going to end a couple of recordings that I have going just to um, make sure those can start exporting and do what I want to do there. But dang, this is disappointing. I've said it a million and one times, but that's going to be my feeling for the next few months. I was not expecting to be here after the first half, but 
Sutton Harris said, I hate the jazz now. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's frustration. And I, de- I mean, just a lot of emotions running high. I don't hate the jazz. I'm just kind of disappointed overall. Um, Sawyer Parker currently banging my head against the wall. Biggest bust in past five seasons. I wouldn't say that. Denver was a lot more of a bust. And that that doesn't help, but I would believe, agree with Denver being the biggest. Um, um, Justin Harris, Donovan needs help. Um, who can they trade or draft to help Donovan? I, I really don't know. I I don't know where to go because I definitely kind of side with the Jazz on not overreacting. And it's really hard for me to look at things and look where the Jazz have got and not be mortgaging your future, right? Like, I don't think anyone wants the Jazz to go out and give up five first-round draft picks to pick somebody up, which is what they might have to do, or to give up the capital. So I don't know. I'm always more conservative on that end. I I don't know where I can see the Jazz going forward without a rebuild. And there is a way. There has to be a way. And I'm, I mean, I'm so happy with how Zanuck and with how Lindsey, how, what they've done to get the team here. But the Jazz definitely need to find um, a new gear in like, how do you now push from becoming a, a team that can get home court advantage perennially in the West? And, you know, how do you push from being able to make it to the Western Conference Finals or being and being able to hopefully make it to the NBA Finals? Um, Sawyer Parker, if PG was not so dumb and hurt Donovan in Game 2. I mean, if you want to go with that logic, I, I don't know. I feel like I, when I look at that play, I have way too much emotion. If Joe Ingles wasn't so dumb and didn't hurt Kawhi Leonard in game four, like Kawhi might not be back for the rest of the playoffs. So things happen when you're playing hard. I'm not a fan. Um, I'm just not a fan overall of the Clippers still playing at that point in game two. I feel like they had already lost. And so the fact that they didn't just foul the Jazz immediately and were going for the steal to the level that Donovan got hurt, that's frustrating to me. Um... There goes everyone's bracket. That's from Sawyer Parker for everyone who did the bracket competition. Yeah, you're right. I picked the Jazz. I'll, to, I'll be honest, I had a really hard time putting them going past the Clippers, and apparently I should have picked the loss here. I, here, I, I thought that they might lose. I just didn't feel like it would be this big of a collapse um, or just like a showing that they need something different. This wasn't a close series that they lost. Um, even with the injuries, I feel like this has shown that they need to make some changes. Um, Aiden Vangas is not happy at the Jazz. I don't think anyone is. Um, who does Utah trade for or draft to improve? I I don't know. Um, Sutton said, I think they should get someone to help Gobert. Yeah, I can't remember how many years you signed favors for, and I don't really know who's a better backup center in the league would be willing to do what Gobert, um, sorry, what favors does. Like that's the thing is you don't need to just, you need to do more than find upgrades. You need to find players who are willing to play second fiddle. That's part of the reason why Jordan Clarkson is the sixth man of the year. And Joe Ingles is so good um, at coming off the bench too. Even though he really struggled tonight is they're willing to come off the bench. So you need players who are great and willing to come off the bench. And that's really hard to get in a small market. Um, the Jerky Shack. I am drowning. There is no sign of land. Oh my gosh. Blue Diamond. Down goes Utah. Oh well, I'm glad you're happy, Blue Diamond Gem. Um, hopefully you're at least a Clippers fan. <laughs> Robert Hall. Time to get Zion from the Pelicans. 
I don't know what we'd have to give up to get Zion. I don't think anything is worth it. Um, how does the te- how does the team stay at a high level? So this is from the Jerky Shack. How does the team stay at a high level without falling behind the rest of the league as they advance rapidly? That's a good question, and that's like that's the million dollar question. Is how do the Jazz say we had the best regular season? There are some reasons for that. Like they played their hearts out. They were like absolutely the best team over the regular season. But there's the question, you know, if LeBron and AD don't get hurt, um, if the Clippers don't load manage, which they do, and it's, it's why they're never going to get the number one seed. Um, the, the Jazz were definitely better than the Suns. Um, I believe I personally have said of those three games that they lost, I only believe they actually played the one of them really counts, and that's the one the Jazz lost in overtime. And the Suns were the healthiest team in the NBA all year. Like maybe some lower teams were healthier, I don't know, but the Suns were the healthiest team in the NBA all, NBA all year. And if they were better than the Jazz, then they would have got the one seed, but they didn't. So just really hard. How do we stay ahead? I don't know. I don't know how the Jazz, you know, stay at the top of the league and also somehow build without mortgaging their future to have a better chance here in the future. Um, Matthew, I am pretty upset about Quinn Snyder not adjusting and realizing that Gobert was not doing well against the small ball Clippers. Yeah, the Jazz definitely needed more adjustments. I don't just don't know what they do. Um, when, if you brought in favors, the Clippers stopped playing small ball, so you wanted Gobert in there. And then the Clippers role players just had the series of their lives. Just absolute. I like, I don't know if, like, they're obviously deep. I, I just wonder, like, I, I mean, I, I guess there's not a lot of luck. Like, you don't consistently have role players perform like that over the course of a six-game series. So I don't know how the Jazz adjust to a small ball lineup, and that is definitely something they need to look at go over the offseason and need to see what they do. Um, um, so, okay, let me – I'm going to remove that message. Um, we're just not going to talk any religion in the chat. Whether it's a positive thing about religion or a negative thing about the religion, um, just for everyone in the chat, we're just off limits. We're basketball, and uh, I mean, I'm religious. Nothing against religion. I'm just saying that now. That's why I reported that. We're just that's not what we're going to be on here. We're um, we're going to be basketball focused. So, um, Denny Hong says Clippers win the whole thing. Um, Denny Hong, I called Clippers win four in a row. Well, props to you, Denny Hong. Um, I don't think the Clippers are going to win the whole thing unless Kawhi Leonard comes back. I really don't. I do think the Clippers beat the Suns. I do think the Clippers make it to the franchise's first finals. Um, I think the Bucks, 76ers, or Nets would beat them, assuming the Nets are healthy. Um, I just don't. Maybe they beat the Bucks. I'm not sure. We're going to see. I don't think the Clippers are going to be able to win it all, but they could. Like They are a good team. I just don't think they do it if, Quince, um, if Kawhi Leonard doesn't come back. Um, Matthew, I'm hoping the Suns can win it all now. I'm hoping for the Bucks, um, and I'd honestly prefer to see the Clippers win it than see the Suns win it. I just do not want to see Devin Booker have that success. I personally still believe he is given too much of a um, too many points over Donovan Mitchell that he doesn't deserve, and so that that's my feelings on it. Um, jerky check, load management or tank. They did definitely tank those last couple games from the um the, the Jerky Shack brought that up. They wanted to play the Jazz, and apparently that was the right thing for them. Um, looking at how hurt the Lakers are, 
I think I ended up being, I think I would have preferred the um, two seed. Would have been scary, but I think the Jazz could have pulled it off like the Suns did. Then to play a Denver Nuggets team who was just injury riddled, like absolutely not there, just nothing there. Um, the Suns had the easier path to the Western Conference Finals by far um, out of them, the Jazz and the Clippers. So the Suns are going to be rested, but the real question is, is what up? what is up with Chris Paul? Um, will he be playing? Did he get COVID? Did he get vaccinated? Like how long is he out? Those are the questions. Um, if Donovan did not just go down and shoot a three-pointer, we would have had a chance. So I don't know specifically what you're talking about. I feel like, yeah, just over the course of the second half, I wanted to see more ball movement. Um, the Clippers did make adjustments, but that, that is one thing that I really want to see the Jazz work on is never like go to ISO. It's like Donovan can kind of do it, but I still really never want to see it. Like if he's going ISO, I want him to be going ISO after the ball has been moved around a bit or in transition. Like don't bring the ball up 24 seconds, try to get a layup or try to get a three. Like, there's no difference in you holding the ball for that long or passing the ball around for eight seconds of the clock, shot clock, you know, and getting it back with six, seven seconds left. Like, not a fan of that. Again, like, obviously, Donovan Mitchell is better at basketball than me. Obviously, Quinn Snyder is better at basketball than me. Like, there are those obvious things, and maybe there are reasons for that, but I do not like seeing the Jazz ever switch to an ISO team when what they've been is a pass-first team all year. They've been running the point five, like you either pass, dribble, shoot, like do one of those three things in the first half second of getting the ball. I mean, that's what the Jazz are. So I just, like, I, I, I don't know where the Jazz go from here. I really hope they have a hot start off to the season like they kind of did this year, this next year. Um, moving back to a normal schedule, I hope really helps them. I hope the Jazz come back well rested from the off season. Like there's a lot of positives, but we're still looking at a, West that's going to be six or seven teams deep unless some crazy stuff happens. Like it's going to be another fight for the one seed to get a good um, first round match to get the best first round matchup. And that did lead to a bad second round matchup for the jazz, but you know, had the Clippers not tanked and had the nuggets been at four, like it's a different series. It's a different. Um, so we'll see uh, the jazz tanked last year to play the nuggets and lost. Um, you know, like I'm not saying the Jazz have never done it, but I, I'm interested to know it, what in what way, if any, you could fix that. I, I have my suggestion. My suggestion is, which might involve you getting rid of the playing game, is one seed gets to pick who they play, two seed, so on and so on, so on and so forth. But I don't think the NBA is switching to that any anytime soon. Um, yeah, Sutton Harris just said, I wish there was more ball movement and trophy. Villa Mia says Jazz did not go small ball. And maybe maybe we see that. Maybe this next season, after Ilyasova actually gets some more time to get into it, maybe the Jazz do go small with Ilyasova at the five. And that's how they combat um, these moments. Like, Ilyasova is a much better defender than Bojan. We did see that Bojan can play, some, play pretty solidly. So maybe that's what you see the Jazz do. They go out and their tallest player on the court is 6'9". Um, you have Royce to guard the number one option. Then you have Donovan, Mike, um, um, Boyan and, um, Urson. Like maybe that's what the jazz do. There are changes that they can make and the jazz do make off season adjustments. They went, I mean, they came out and had one of the most iconic three point shooting seasons of all time. And 
didn't lose in the playoffs because of three-point shooting. They lost in the playoffs because of two-point shooting and transition opportunities and turnovers. So ball, ball management, like ball handling, keep the ball, no bad passes. I mean, the Jazz need to not turn over the ball the, the way that they do. So it, it's been a rough season. Uh, well, it's been a rough series. This is the best season the Jazz have ever had in my lifetime. Um, if you want to argue, they did make it to the finals, you know, in my first few months of life, but we're, I'm not going to count that. I don't remember it. So there's a lot of amazing things to remember out, out this year. This was the first year that the Jazz clinched the number one seed overall in the league. Like Donovan Mitchell had a season to remember. Rudy Gobert got a defensive player of the year. The Jazz had three all-stars. Jordan Clarkson was sixth man of the year. Um, I, I don't remember his name, but the Jazz had the um, the Jazz head equipment manager, I think, one head equipment manager of the year this year. I saw that the other day. So shout out to whoever that is. But it's it's just rough, you know. The, um, you wish every year you wish ends in a title, right? And if the Jazz, like, and this year you really at least wanted the Western Conference Finals again. This would have been the first year they've earned a trip to the Western Conference Finals in over two decades I know there was the 08 season. I still feel like that was kind of everything falling right. And this year, they, they could have earned it. I really feel like they could have earned it, but that didn't happen. So um, thank you guys so much for this season. Um, please keep turn, tuning in for Saturdays. We're going to do our best to get an episode out every Saturday. Um, let's keep this going and let's start off next season strong. So if you haven't left a like, please leave a like. And um, I'll get back to the chat until that until that kind of dies down and Thanks again um, for making this a really special year. Dale and I appreciate every like, every view, every subscription, every comment, um, like every interaction, I think more than you guys can really understand to start this like we did kind of partway through last season and to end up having this year be just one of the most iconic seasons in jazz history is something really special. So we, we can't thank all of you guys enough and we're super excited to keep rolling on on through the off season. Um, so Sutton Harris said, who do you think would win man or Donovan in a one-on-one? Um, Donovan would absolutely beat man. I believe they're both 24, maybe man's 22, but I think they're both 24. Um, Donovan is just more explosive than man, but heck of a game for Terrence Mann tonight. Like I, I mean, heck of a series for Reggie Jackson. Like, Let's just go look at what Reggie Jackson did to the did to the Jazz this season. Um, these playoffs. Okay. Um, game. Um. So let's see. Okay. Um. See all. Sorry, guys. This is taking a second here. Okay. So Reggie Jackson, game one, nine points, and they lost. Game two, twenty nine points. Um. Game three, 17 points in the win. Game four, um, only four points. Game five, 22 points. Game six, 27 points. So he's averaging almost 20 points a game there. Maybe not quite, but like absolutely. Yeah, just props to Reggie Jackson. Props to the depth that the Clippers have. And there's a lot of players, you know, who went there and maybe wouldn't have if they didn't have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and definitely kind of shows the star powered league. And I guess if the Suns go, it's going to be the commentary is going to be Chris Paul went to the Suns. Um, 
If the Clippers go, go, um, go to the finals, it's going to be Paul George, you know, and Kawhi. If the Nets get there, it's going to be they built a super team in free agency and trading. If the um, 76ers get there, it's going to be the process. If the Hawks get there, it's going to be um, three-point shooting. Um, if the Bucks get there, it's going to be how the heck did they manage that? But that that's going to be another the process. And so I guess the two teams I'm cheering for, as much as I don't want the 76ers, I, I guess I'm cheering for the 76ers, Hawks, and um, Bucks in the opposite order. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Um, really hope one of these years to see some more small market teams make it there. Um, Cavs don't really count in my mind as a small market team just based on – they are – but based on LeBron and him just bringing talent there, the Spurs and Mavs are the most recent memories that I have. But even then, the Spurs was, while it was the process, it was getting some superstars there. Even though most people don't call them superstars. So that that's where I'm hoping to see the NBA go, is I really would like to see them. Uh, I, I'd love to see just a small market with more of the process. And maybe people would say the jazz was built on trades. You did the Mike Conley trade. You had the Jordan Clarkson trade. And as I always have to remind everyone, when people ask if the Jordan Clarkson trade is the best trade in franchise history, maybe best midseason trade, you know, it's up there with absolutely just banking Hornacek. Um, it's up there with him, but I do always remember, remind everyone, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell were both trades. Um, we bo- Both of them were drafted by the Denver Nuggets and traded to Utah. So, yeah, the Jazz definitely had some trades there and just just really not sure. Um, Sir Parker says Hawks and Bucks. I have a hard time imagining the 76ers losing at home um, Sunday. But it's definitely a possibility. I did not imagine this game going past five. <laughs> When the Hawks won game one, I was absolutely floored. So, yeah, I, I don't know where it's going to go. Um, what what are your guys – who – if you guys wanted to see either A, a move from the Jazz next season or B, um, just kind of expectations for the Jazz, what are those? And leave those in the chat. I'm honestly shocked we have 20 people after a loss. And I know it's the end of the season, but t- uh, typically losses just don't have people t- turn out to this level. So – yeah, um, it's it's been a season, and I really don't know what else I have to talk about. I'm kind of tired here, you know, just was really energized after the second half, but obviously not um, super energized right now. Um, Robert Hall says it's not over. It's not. Like, this was a special year, and we're going to run it back this next year. Um, like he says, there's a few years ahead of us, and... It's really easy right now, and you guys can see that I've kind of got into it, to get into your head and to get into a mindset of, like, the Jazz are never going to be great. Like, the Jazz are never going to be good. If we go back and look at the um, NBA championships over the past decade and to see, like, how many each team has, it's, like, it's hard to get there, and you have a lot of repeats, like, Let's just go over. So my um, Los Angeles in 2020, Toronto, kind of out of the blue there in um, t- a couple years ago. Then you have the Golden State Cleveland saga for four years. Then you have the San Antonio um, Miami Heat saga for three years. Then you have the Dallas Mavs taking beating the Miami Heat. Um, 
Then you have Lakers, Lakers, Celtics, Spurs, Spurs, um, Heat thrown in there. Detroit Pistons kind of out of nowhere. Then you have Spurs and Los Angeles again through the late 90s. Then you have the Bulls, the Pistons, um, the Rockets, the Lakers, the Celtics. Like, there's a reason there's a lot of the same names. Like, these big markets do definitely have a lot of sway. And, um, like, you um, it's hard to get there. Like, it's hard to get there, and that's why you just don't see a lot of variety. So the Jazz do still have a few more years, and you, the West isn't going to get any less star-studded and deep. The East isn't going to get any less star-studded and deep. And if the Jazz are going to win, they're going to absolutely earn it 100%. Um, so Dream Banana says, and I, I will preface this with I do not agree with this, um, fire Quinn Snyder and trade your entire future for Lillard. Um <laughs> I do not think the Jazz should do that. Lillard is an amazing player, but I think that I am not alone, and I would take the upside of Donovan Mitchell over the few more years of prime Damian Lillard. Like, absolutely. I would be interested to see if Dame would ever want to come back to Utah. Um, played here in Weber State. Kind of, wish I had got to go see him play in college. That would have been amazing since I, I didn't even know he was here in Utah. And that would have been awesome to go get to see him play and then go in the lottery and then be rookie of the year to have seen him play in college. But wasted that opportunity that I'm never getting back. Um, Sawyer agrees with me. No, he's good, but not that good. I, I like really like don't know what moves the Jazz can make. Um, Keith Ryder says Carl Anthony Towns to Utah. Um, I don't think so. I don't think Carl Anthony Towns would survive in Utah because stars in Utah don't get star treatment. And Carl Anthony Towns, from everything I've seen, thrives on star treatment. That's what he wants. Um, there's a reason Jimmy Butler left Minnesota. Like, there's a reason Thibodeau got fired from Minnesota. Like, if Jimmy Jimmy Butler works his works his butt off and... Tom Thibodeau requires everyone to like just work as hard as they can. And so if those players don't end up staying in um, Minnesota, then I just think that does not say anything good about Carl Anthony Towns. Um, <laughs> Triple Single said, go bear for Porzingis. I'm not an undercover Mans Mavs fan, I promise. Um, no. Like, Dale's an undercover Mavs fan. And he's, he's definitely a big Jazz fan. Dale's an undercover Mavs fan, and he would say no to that. Um, if Porzingis gets traded, it's to a team like what Oklahoma City did today, where they're just taking on the cap room. Like, the Mavs are going to have to give up something to get rid of Porzingis. Like, you, you can't just – no one takes out the trash for free in the NBA. So, you either let him go and are on the hook for a lot of money, or you get him traded. Um the jerky check bring in Toto Wolf at GM and Lewis Hamilton at head coach. Nobody cares about, no, that is a formula one reference. Um, I'm not sure what the race is this weekend, if there is one, but I, I don't really think that um, Lewis Hamilton would do the best job at head coach, especially after his last race. Um, I'd say had a worse meltdown than <laughs> the jazz tonight, but wh whatever you want to say, um, triple single, you cut, <laughs> So Triple Single is apparently looking for um he he is a Mavs fan and he wants someone to take Porzingis off their hands. I you know I don't know how you're going to get Porzingis off your hands like 
maybe you can get him traded to Orlando, but I don't even think Orlando is that much of a glutton for punishment. Like, Porzingis has been such a disappointment this year, and it blows my mind that it went from last season, me hearing, and this was probably a bit more niche, but me listening to an NBA podcast saying, are Porzingis and Luka the best duo in the NBA? Like, are they a top five, top three duo in the NBA? And then this season is like, no, no, they're, they're not. They're not even a duo. Like, don't even use those words. Um, the Jerky Shack, seven titles don't lie. So let me just put, let me just throw out another F1 reference here and hopefully no one gets um, too frustrated with the lack of basketball. So to the Jerky Shack, you're right. Seven titles don't lie. If there was actually competition in Formula One and it wasn't just Mercedes wins all the time and Ferrari makes all the money, then seven titles wouldn't lie. But there's a difference between being the only car on the track pretty much every week. Um, If you guys haven't subbed, please do sub. Um, Please leave a like. Like, the best thing, the thing that would make me so happy at the end of this year season is if we at least got 20 likes on this video. So um, just, you know, during the live stream. So please leave a like. It would, you know, give me a bit more happiness in the just horror that's been tonight. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't know if a sub is worth taking KP. Not sure if it's worth taking Porzingis off the hands of of the Mavs, you know. But we'll take here. Here's the deal. Okay, we'll trade Gobert um for KP, or, or let me think this through. No, maybe not Gobert, but we'll do a KP trade as long as you include Luca in the trade. Um, <laughs> if you include if Luca and um Porzingis are a package deal, I think the Jazz fan, Jazz could somehow manage to um work this out. <laughs> hey, um. Like, I understand you guys need a coach, but I don't think Quinn Snyder's going back to Texas anytime soon. So we'll, we'll see where, where the Mavs end up picking up a coach from. Um, it's been fun. Thank you guys so much for having such a great chat and just being here. Um, definitely, definitely, you know, a better way to end the season. It's, it's good to have a community here. And I know that a lot of Jazz fans are disappointed and frustrated and um, just... Kind of, um, just like there's a lot of reasons to be angry right now, but I, I do think we need to, you know, come together like we've come together for the season and just continue to have optimism for this team. Um, nothing against Ty Corbin, but we do need to remember this is not a Ty Corbin team that is virtually tanking to, um, try to get a lot, a top three pick and to try to build that way. Um, this is a team that the Jazz were thankfully able to get out of that on, uh, due to, you know, Rudy Gobert playing his heart out due to a bunch of other players due to um he who shall not be named and just being able to when he who should not be who shall not be named left the jazz and being able to restart at with donovan mitchell and to go from we're never making the playoffs again to four years later having the belief we can make the finals like think about how big that is for utah um there's so much to be happy about there's so much to be hyped about and, you know, the Western Conference Finals, making it there, might just kind of be the goal for the Jazz right now. And there, there's going to be that hope that the Jazz can make it to the Finals, that the Jazz can win that, get there, and get that chip. There's going to be that hope. But right now, I'm just happy that I can go to a game at Vivint Smart Home Arena and have an absolute blast and have a decent chance that the Jazz can win. Like, at the very minimum, we have that here in Utah. Because I guarantee you, Orlando wishes they had that. Sacramento 
wishes they had that. Minnesota wishes they had that. Houston wishes they had that. Um, the Knicks for so many years wishes they had that. Um, New Orleans right now, they've got a lot to be excited for, but they wishes they wish they had that. Like The Jazz have one of the best overall records in NBA history, I believe, and we might not have a title, but we have teams that consistently go out there and win for us, which is something really special and something we do need to um, cherish more than we do. Um, Robert Hall, time to go after Giannis. Um, <laughs> you'd basically have to add another contract and trade Gobert someone else for Giannis. And there's no way the Bucks are doing that at all. Um, Ro- Robert Hall, we just need to put some small teams together into one monster team. Okay, so if you guys have to, out, out of teams that have not won a title in the past 20 years, who are you picking? Who's your starting five? Um, like, who who are you taking? Who's your starting five from those? If you guys want to leave it in the chat or in the comments. Um, triple single says, well, I mean, if it's a triple single and you're proposing three teams merge into one, then you are living up to your, to your username. Um, Mavs, Bucks, and Jazz should come together as one team and leave the scrubs for the G League. Eight Pete, what happened? <laughs> I, I think I'd rather have the all three of those teams separately in the NBA right now. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, any, I mean, it's I don't know how many um, NBA teams would actually lose in the G League. There would definitely be some, but I don't think any of those three teams would lose in the G League. So thank you guys so much for a great stream tonight. Um, definitely not the circumstances we wanted to have a stream. Um, you can see there's no thumbnail and there's um, no thumbnail because, <laughs> yeah. Um, to J-Ham, all Gobert's fault. That is absolute blasphemy. Gobert, yes, you know, like we the Jazz do need to look at how to help him play in small, small ball lineups. But you can't turn over the ball 17 times and expect to win a game. So definitely a lot of fault at the guard line, um, bad passes. And really, I just feel like a lot of that was because of just a lack of legs. So I, I'm not going to blame Gobert for any of this. Um, definitely, there are, Gobert, this is the first time that I feel like there's been a lot of concerns with him in the playoffs. And the Jazz do need to try to fix it. But I'm not blaming the whole thing on Gobert at all. So I think that's a good note to end it on. Let's have a great off season, come back pumped for 2021, 2022 season. And let's go back and let's watch the jazz, you know, push for another championship because that's what we're here for at called bank sports. And thank you guys so much for everything. And just for being such a great, um, so great. Like, thank you guys so much and have a great night. And yeah, I'm just kind of rambling at this point, but have a great night and let's enjoy the rest of the playoffs because even though the Jazz aren't in it, it's going to be special. So, go Jazz!